Hey, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. How you guys doing today? This is your guy Larry, and you just tuned into Black Nurse Biblecast. Hey, so in this episode, we're going into the book of Mark, chapter 12, verse 28 through 34. And pretty much, um, we're going to be dealing with basically the difference between um, religious hypocrisy and unconditional love. So we kind of get the stark contrast of both of those. You know, what's the difference between those two things about, you know, being religious and also unconditional love? The, the other words, we have a situation here with the God, with the um, with the law and people that that pretty much um hold fast to the law but yet they forget about that in between or in the midst of that law or deep in that law is really God's love so we're gonna we're gonna be getting into that so kind of sit back and relax and enjoy this next episode of, of Black Nurse Biblecast Hey, so today we're going to do another devotional out of Start Here, which is the first steps with Jesus um, series. So we've been going over this for quite some time, actually. So um, pretty much kind of wanted to kind of pick up where I left off at. And um, we're going to be getting into the book of Mark, um, chapter 12, mainly. And um, this is entitled For the Love of God. So we're going to read the uh, devotion. And it says, Today we take on two topics in stark contrast. Religious hypocrisy and unconditional love. The disparity between those two are as as striking today as it ever was. Hypocrisy drives us away from religion in disgust. Yet the extraordinary love of God calls us back. But how do we reconcile such a divide? Here in Mark's gospel, it is very, it's, it's that very division that brings us to the story quickly to a head. So we've been following Jesus' story for about a week now. Um, but this, but for the disciples, three years have passed and Mark 12 brings us to the final week of Jesus's life. The setting is Jerusalem and large crowds have gathered from all over Israel to celebrate the feast of Passover. Passover is a religious celebration. As the Jews commemorate how God rescued them from slavery and saved them from death by the blood of the lamb. For now, just know that the city is packed for for the festival and everyone is talking about Jesus. Yet the opinion on Jesus is are, are deeply divided. Many are amazed by his miracles and teaching, but the religious leaders are angry. They scorn Jesus' compassion. They cannot understand his love for sinners. How is it that some people can appear so devoted to God and yet so devoid of love? They study God's law yet miss the point badly. Jesus called them hypocrites, hypocrites honoring God with their lips while their hearts were far away. 
When Jesus arrived earlier in the week, we found that they had transformed Passover into one more opportunity to take money from people. For me, the conflict here captures a, div a deep divide in Christian practice to this day. Jesus commanded us to love. Christians are to mar be marked by love, yet so often we're known for judgmental, compassionless hypocrisy. We resemble the very ones that Jesus spoke against, and it should not be. As for the religious leaders, Jesus exposed their greed and arrogance time and again, and now they're looking for a way to kill him. In chapter 12, they challenged Jesus with a barrage of questions. They, they questioned Jesus' authority in trying to trip him up with, trick, with some trickery um, particular of God's law. The irony in all of this is that these men who were so devoted to the uh, to the minutia of God's law miss the very heart of that law. However, there was one not like that the others. So look at verse 28. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked them, of all the commandments, which is the most important? Great question. The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is found in Mark 12, 29 and 30. So the greatest command begins with the reminder that the Lord is one. Now the Bible teaches that the Father is God, Jesus is God, and the Holy Spirit is God. Yet all three are united as one Lord, and the command is to love God with everything. Jesus goes on. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. And this is found in Mark 31, uh, 12, 31. So the law is summed up in love. God's will for us is more than a book of rules. It is love, love God, and love others. Well said, teacher, the man replied. You are right. <laughs> wow. In a sea of hypocrisies, one man asks a genuine question and takes the answer to heart. He shows humility, and when Jesus sees the man's wisdom, he tells him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. Now watch the contrast. The hypocrites talk about law with their hearts far from God. But this man drew near to God's kingdom when he understood that love is the very heart of the law. Love God and love others. The love that Jesus calls us to is a revolution. Love our neighbor, love sinners, love our enemies, love unconditionally. 
With unreasonable grace and unflowing mercy, our greatest works are God are for God are worthless and empty if we do not love. First Corinthians chapter 13, 1 through 3. And here we find another side of the Christian story to the Christian story. People who show not judgment, but compassion, who undertake the most astonishing acts of self-sacrifice, love imaginable, caring for the orphan and widow, for the last and the least and the marginalized, regardless of race or creed or religion or, or gender or sexuality or anything, they lay their lives down. These people amaze me. They just love. I pray that you will have the blessing to know some of those people. I pray even more that we will be these people. Where on earth can we learn to love a sort of love? Keep following Jesus and we'll find out soon. So in going back into this verse, um, Mark 12, um, it's saying here, um, one of the teachers of religious law was standing there listening to the debate. Okay. He realized that Jesus had, Jesus had answered well. So he asked of all the commandments, which, which is the most important. And Jesus replied, uh, the most important commandment is this. Listen, O Lord, O listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only Lord, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. The teacher of religious law replied, Well said, teacher. You have spoken the truth by saying that there is only one God and no other. And I know it is important to love him with all my heart and all my understanding, all my strength and to love my, my neighbor as myself. This is more important than to, uh, than to offer all the burnt offerings and sacrifices required in the law. Realizing how much the man understood, Jesus said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. And after that, no one dared to ask, ask him any more questions. <clears throat> now, I want to read something out of the Life Application Bible where it says, um, it kind of goes into this. It says, the God, uh, God's laws are not burdensome. They can be reduced in two simple principles. Love God and love others. These commands are from the Old Testament, which is found in Deuteronomy 6 and 5 and Leviticus 19 and 18. When you love God completely and care for others as you care for yourself, then you will, then you have fulfilled the, the intent of the Ten Commandments and the other Old Testament laws. According to Jesus, these two commandments summarize all God's laws. Let them rule your thoughts, decisions, actions. When you are uncertain about what to do, ask yourself, 
which course of action demonstrates the lo uh, love of God, love for God, and love for others? Amen. So I think this is pretty. Uh, this is pretty uh, interesting. We have to, uh, you know, one thing that's that's to me that's really interesting about um, this particular. Uh, I always have to say this particular verse is is that you know again the the Pharisees and Sadducees at the time they were looking um, before that if we look in the context of this they were looking for a reason why why they shouldn't do what they do um, the hypocrisy of this thing is the fact that we can obey the law to the T. But we'll miss the love of God. We'll miss the intent of what God is really saying within that law. There's people that will follow, you know, a particular walk, a particular way, and they'll they'll nail it, meaning that they'll have their like this is the I's dotted and the T's crossed. Um, a particular one that I, that comes to my mind was when. The, the rich young ruler when he asked you know when Jesus asked him you know about you know the uh, no he asked him about uh, pretty much like what must I do to enter into the kingdom of God and so he he looked at him and told him he says you know you must sell all sell basically sell all your things and give to the poor and then come follow me and he went away sad because First of all, he first he he asked him. I'm sorry. Before he did that, he said, "You know, um, basically, have you obeyed all the commandments?" So of course, you know, he was excited because of the fact that, yeah, well, I've 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 obeyed all these since my youth, you know. And so he says, "Well, he said, there's one thing that you do lack," and he told him, he says, "You know, sell all you have and then go go and follow me. Go away and follow me." Well, they said the ruler, the rich young ruler or the rich man, he went away sad because of the fact that he was so attached to his wealth that, you know, he figured, you know, it, it, this is too much for him to give up. He was attached to that so much that that following Jesus would, would, would cost him more if he were to give away all his wealth. You know, as opposed to, you know, following Christ, you know, he would have he would have gained more. So and I guess what I'm saying with this verse here is is what I'm saying is, is that people at that time and even now to this day, you know, people are so they're so into following the religious letter that they miss the heart of God. The letter of the letter of the law, which is the commandments or or, you know, what they know of as the commandments or what we know of today as the commandments. What I love about this, though, is that Jesus is trying to trying to get them to focus on, you know, if you in other words, the one of the commandments is about love, loving your God. If you love God, love God and love yourself, basically love your neighbor as yourself. Then you're going to complete all the rest of them. what is the other commandments is do not steal, do not kill, do not bear false witness, do not covet your neighbor, you know, do not murder. There's a lot of these things that affect that directly affect how we treat other people. This, these, and then also 
if we commit those things, we're not only breaking those laws. If we commit murder or if we com- if we bear false witness, this also affects our relationship with God. So this also affects the love that you have for your for your God. You're not loving him with all your heart, your mind, soul and strength. So in saying these things, you know, Jesus wants to kind of basically bring it all down to the two verses you know, love, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, as well as what is equally important is love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. So what is that? How does that sit with us today? How does that sit with you today? As you're thinking in your Christian walk, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. Your neighbor is your, 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 your coworker, your, your actual neighbor, maybe the person that's on the street, maybe the person you don't know about, maybe your, maybe your people that you do know about, relatives that you do know. You have, what is love? Love is to care for other people just like you care for yourself. Do for other people just like you do for yourself. So there's a lot of this principle within this and it's important for us to understand. It's important for us to, to really, to really kind of take a grasp as to what Jesus is saying. Jesus likes to, he likes to take the arrow and go straight for the heart on this because of the fact that the heart, it's the heart issue. It's the issue again, like it's, like I said before, it is the heart of the matter. It's not so much how much of a law that you can learn and how much you can follow, but what is the true intent in which God is trying to get us to understand? Again, this is about entering into the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God has nothing to do with how well, how, how, how perfect of a walk you have. The entering into the kingdom of God is understanding from the heart and whatever is in your heart, the actions are going to come forth. Whatever is in your heart, whatever, and that's why it's important too for, for us to pray and ask God, God, you know, help develop my heart for you. I, you know, otherwise, a lot of times when I, when I was, uh, trying to, you know, grow in the Lord, pretty much those were some of my prayers because I know that I didn't know how to walk according to to what what was pleasing to God. My heart wants to please God. And a lot of times, you know, our actions, you know, what we do is sinning all the time or we just kind of react in our flesh. But there's times where I get to the place where it's like, God, I want to know how what it is you want me, how you want me to be, or what it is you want me to be. How how in other words, the word the word as you study the word of God and as you spend time in the word and spend time in prayer, God will continue to develop you. He he'll continue to work on you. We're not perfect. We don't come into this world perfect. So when we learn of God, when we learn that God is who he is, then what he begins to do he begins to mold us and shape us, not just instantaneously, but a day to day, week to week, month to month, a lifetime. In other words, a lifetime of maturing us, a lifetime of growing us into the man or woman that we are to be. So understand that and understand that this commandment 
it's even it's a commandment, but it's it's coming from a place where he says, understand that this is the most important commands. This is the most important thing that you must remember. First of all, the Lord our God is the one and only Lord. In other words, there is no other God. There is no other you know place where you focus your attention on God. God is who He is. He's the one and only true true Lord. And, 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 you know, and I say this, you know, I say this because there's a lot of people in the world today, they're going to worship who they worship and what they worship. But if you are following the word of God, the Bible, this is what Jesus is saying. And this is where, where our focus and our attention is, is, is the God of heaven, the one and true, only true God. Then it says, like I said, you must love him. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. There's the four things. With all your heart, deep within your soul, okay, all your mind and all your strength. Your, your mind also. Remember, we eventually want to cap, be captured in his heart, in our hearts, in our soul, in our mind, and in everything we do. The strength is, is what we do. Everything that we do, everything, what we do, how we walk, how we, how we, how we help others, how we work with others, things like that. All those things have to do with the love of God. And then, like he says, the second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. That means if you love yourself, guess what? You're going to care for your neighbor. You, sh- you should care for your neighbor if you love yourself. Amen. So really, really, really. This is one of the, this is a a very good verse to, to really like highlight this, highlight this and and, and memorize this because really our whole life as a Christian almost like surrounds ourselves with the, with this here commandment. It's important, like they said, and it's important today. It was important then when he spoke it. And it's important today in 1990. I mean, excuse me, <laughs> 2019. I don't know why I just said that, but in 2019, okay? Uh, so just remember that, though. Remember that, you know, this is what God is saying. And I believe that that in the, in a day that we're living in right now, there's so much hatred in the world. There's so much hypocrisy in the world. There's so much that is said and done. You see, people say one thing and they do another. But we need to focus on ourselves. When we focus on ourselves and God and what God wants, can guess what? God will, will deal with all that other stuff. And he will change our minds and perspectives. He will guide us through a world that is full of hatred, that is full of hypocrisy, full of just just different type of stuff that is not of God. If you're one of these people right now that listening to me that say, hey, you know, I feel like I'm just man living in a wicked world. We all we all are. But remember this. The Bible tells us. To love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, and with all our strength. Get connected to God. Get connected to Him. Every morning, begin to read His Word. Pray. Ask the Lord to, to, to shepherd you, to mentor you. Give Him 
Give him the authority to run your life, to rule your life, to rule your heart, your mind, soul, and strength. Give him the authority. In other words, instead of him just being Savior, make him Lord, make him Master. In other words, we, when we get to that place, that means we're total surrender unto the Lord God. Amen. If we do that, we're not, we're not losing out on anything. What it is, is we're gaining. And what it is, is that God is continuing to mold and shape us closer and closer to the way that he wants you and me to be. And that's not a bad thing. That's actually a wonderful thing. All right. So I hope you got a lot out of this. You know, um, there was so much more I could add. And again, I apologize for the lateness of this, this devotion. So many things have been going on. So again, hope you guys enjoy it. You know, uh, enjoy this, uh, this devotion and everything. And you know what? Until next time, I'll be talking to you later. Have a good one and have a blessed week.